Welcome to the Maxwell Project. This is a weekly show about content creation, tech and lifestyle. I'm your host Max and now let's start the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Maxwell Project Season 2, Episode number 3, I think. It's been a while. Um, I've been on a hiatus for 68 weeks, uh, had some private stuff going on, had a move coming up, and now we're back, and back with a vengeance, and we're back here with Nate. Nate Mies, how are you doing, my friend? What's up, man? I'm doing good, bro. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a long time in the making. We talked about this, uh, I think, when we first got in touch through our group chat and I think some chatter behind that um, but basically it's going way back into 2020 to have this show going on with you and me yeah man we've been planning it for a while so I'm <laughs> glad we can finally uh, hop on here <laughs> yes absolutely and for you don't who don't know who Nate is um, Nate is one of those moody Instagram content creators who's doing a lot of tech, a lot of uh, setup stuff. Um, he has one of the most gorgeous looking setups on the gram. And he's been, you know, what he's going to do in the future, he's going to tell you next. But he had um, his, you know, his cooking stuff, his cooking business uh, in Ohio. And then, you know, how life is all affecting us with COVID, he's going to tell you what's next for him right now. So, Nate. Yeah, thanks, Max. Yeah, man. Um, for the last year and a half, two years, I've been running a meal prep company or a meal prep business. Um, so I've been doing that for a while. Uh, my background's in cooking. Um, I was a chef for a lot of years. And as of recently, with some opportunities um, and some stuff going on with COVID, I've had the opportunity to kind of cut ties with that side of my career and focus more on content creation full-time. Um, and then I have a few other uh, really cool startup projects that I have uh, in the works right now that I'm super stoked to finally get out uh, in the next couple of months. Can't say a lot about them yet, but they're going to be one of them's in street clothing. And the other one is kind of in our like EC. So can't say much about that, but um yeah, man, that's what I got going on right now. Oh, that's perfectly fine. You know, um, keeping keeping a secret and teasing stuff is like my thing, you know. Um, and that's why mm -hmm. I can totally understand why you have to keep, you know, keep it all a little bit tucked away. And then when it all starts off, you can you can share with the, with the world. But, you know, um, with your meal prep business, and I, that's the word I couldn't find when, when I introduced you, um, the meal prep business, uh, when, when I think about how it's in Germany, um, there are a lot of companies like HelloFresh. I don't know if you know it uh, over in the States. Probably yes. Um, HelloFresh has been a thing um, because I live very close to the Dutch border and the, the Dutch people have always been front runners when it comes to stuff like that. And I think the first time I heard about HelloFresh is like probably four or five years ago, maybe six years ago when it was a, a, a really like a small startup over here. Um, and now it's taking off um, like majorly in, in Germany. There's advertising all over the place. It's, uh, it's commercial uh, on TV and stuff. So um, has this, has a business like HelloFresh been like, 
some sort of inspiration or something you you thought that you could do something like that maybe more in 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 your area um yeah so i actually had never even heard of hello fresh um we have another one called blue apron over here mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like hello fresh um but when i started it up it was really just like off the cuff um i was working out a lot and some of the guys that i was working out with were like hey bro like you're a chef and you work out like we see your progress like why don't you start meal prepping for us i was like honestly i don't even know what meal prep is like <laughs> what do you do do you just like you cook it all or do you just like prep some of it like so once i started looking into it i realized like okay like if, if i set this business model up right it might be and fairly easy to execute like a business point so once once we got into like the thick of the business was when i started mm -hmm. searching like competitors like hello fresh uh blue apron fact meal prep Uh, there's a few other over here in the States. Um, that's when I kind of realized that there was like an actual big market for it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, the inspiration behind it kind of just came from working out um, and wanting to eat a little bit better. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if you work out, but the hardest part of working out and staying healthy is usually the eating. So yep, I knew that was a big problem for people. So I was, you know, why not make it, uh, make a business out of so trying to solve that issue. Mm -hmm. Um But yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, that, that perfectly answers my questions. And um, I'm, well, I maybe don't look like I'm working out, but I actually do work out. Um, my goal was, or still is to hit um, 220 by the end of the year. And I'm six, three and a, and a half or something like that. So um, okay. that, uh, I, I got ways to go. I'm currently sitting around 180, probably 180, okay. 185. So you're trying to put that, you're trying to put some weight on. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to live a healthy life. Currently, I'm pumping proteins like crazy. My farts stink mm. the room up like crazy. Um, but like, I'm like also telling you, yeah, yeah, a lot of whey protein, but also uh, yeah. oats and chicken, okay. a lot of chicken. Um, but I'm telling you this while I'm drinking, you know, our favorite beer of the last of the past year, uh, a little <laughs> bit Corona. Um And, um, but yeah, meal prep or eating, uh, while working out is the hardest part, but you, because you can gain weight the dirty way, you know, just eating a lot yeah. of bad stuff. Um, but then, you know, it's, it's not getting you the results that you want and you know, eating healthy is incredibly expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I think the hardest part about eating healthy is really the the recipe and execution side of it because mm -hmm. there's so much like so, like like food science is like a thing like you, you have to know how to cook stuff like how much yep. oil and or salt to use for like sodium content and stuff mm -hmm. and all like the specifics like that's it turns a lot of people away from it because like you said it's it's way easier especially i don't know how you are but for me it's like i could go work out and then i could go to you know mcdonald's and i'd be mm -hmm. fine you know like i wouldn't yep. really put on a bunch of weight but Uh, it's, it's like kind of like the energy side of it, you know, like if you eat bad, like if I eat, go to eat McDonald's, I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to feel like crap for like two days, you know, oh, I might definitely. not put on a bunch of weight, but it yeah. definitely affects like your mental health and stuff too. Absolutely. And you know, it, it has so many repercussions eating healthy. You got more energy, you have a better sleep, which, um, again, 
makes you have more energy. You feel better. You can concentrate better. Your workouts are better. Uh, your body shape is getting way, way better very easily. If you drink a lot of water, um, cut out sugar or sugary stuff, if you cut out uh, chocolates and sweets and, you know, uh, having a cheat day every once in a while, you know, is good yeah. for for everything, for your psyche and everything. But um, uh, you have to... I think, um, I don't know if, you, if, if you're that much into it, but to build a habit, it takes you two to uh, 14 to 21 days. And to work through that, it, it's really a, a hard road to go. But after that, you know, you probably can't go back. And if you cut down on sugar for like 21 days or something, um, you can't eat something with too much sugar because it's just too sweet for, for your taste. And, you know, you won't like it anymore, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but before we get into that too much and bore out of all of the people who want to talk tech, who want to listen to tech, who want to listen about content creation, um, you, you, um, as much as me, we both have, um, very unique styles when it comes to our Instagram. Um, we both are aficionados of the moody style, you know, um, dark vibes, dark tones, um, you know, a hue of color. A, for you, it's, it's um, I know I see some teals with you. I see some oranges with you. Um, there's some other colors you, you, uh, you splash into it. Um, how did you find your style? Um, well, if I'm being honest, I kind of just copied you. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, for real, like when I found uh, when I found your account, I was like, man, this black like tones. I like how moody and dark it is. Uh, when I started creating content, I just I tried to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of kept it kept it simple and stuff. And then, like you said, I started over time. As of recently, I've started adding more teals and like more vibrant oranges and browns and. Uh, pops of white and stuff into it mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know I think I did just kind of developed over time um, and as I just edited I kind of just found what I liked and I just kind of went with it yeah yeah so and that's I think that's that's a major thing um, if you start posting you have this idea in mind and I think that's the same for you as for me or with other creators um, and you want to stick with know one style because you want to feed look cohesive but you know as you grow and as you um do more edits and you try out different shooting styles editing styles your you know your your feed will over time will slightly change and that's for me was a big issue because i wanted it to you know, look like from the first post to the current post look the same, you know, but with different products, with different angles, it will shift. And um, how was, how did that, was it a smooth transition for you or did you hesitate to, uh, to change it up a little? Um, I just kind of went, went for it, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm the same. I really, I really like my feed looking super nice. And mm -hmm. with, especially with us and like the community we're in, it's kind of our feed is our portfolio, right? Like as soon as you click into our profiles, uh, brands will look at the kind of work you do. 
like your product photos, your desk shots, the quality, uh, how cohesive it, it is. So when, when I'm changing up my style, I do hesitate a little bit because mm-hmm. this doesn't hit. What if like, people don't like it? What if uh, it's too niche for brands? Like there's a brand that's like super like light and vibrant and they see yeah. my profile and it's like all dark and moody. Um, mm-hmm. But really, I've just kind of started to edit and do what I want. So if you go down through my through my profile, you'll see like it's almost like blocked out. Like you'll see as I've transitioned into different styles and it's pretty like it's pretty drastic. Like from one post, it'll be, you know, this style of editing and then the exact like the next day, it'll be something way different. Um, so I've just kind of let myself evolve and I haven't over like I haven't overthought it that much when I do stuff yeah. like that because it's like I, I just want to make stuff that I like first and foremost because mm-hmm. if I don't then I'm either unhappy with it or you know in the long run it's just going to make me burn out so I just always try to hop into whatever style or vibe that I'm feeling um, and just do it like fully. Oh, that's perfect that's perfect because um I I tend to hesitate a little bit more. Uh, it's it's not like you can see it on the feed, but when I'm you know preparing photos and shots in the past, it was more like, oh, is this going to work or is it something that I want to do? Um, and the same with brands that have light products. Like uh, I really hesitated for at least a week or two if I should uh, do this, this brand promotion with anchor, you know, with the, um, with the, with their two charging bricks, uh, the 100 watt and the 20 watt power, power charger, uh, because they're white, you know, and yep. <laughs> I use them every day. Um, can't lie about that. I can't, f- I, I can't say anything bad about anchor besides that they should just fucking do black products. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the 100 watt charger sits beneath the desk to power the MacBook and the power charger for the smartphone um, is at the bed. So, uh, you know, I, I use them, but I really hesitated to put them on the feed. But, you know, on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta love some free stuff. And if it's just, I don't know, did you do the anchor promotion? Um, I didn't do that one. But mm-hmm. they have reached out to me recently uh, about some of their oh, other okay. products. Oh, perfect. So okay. I, could, I kind of was able to choose what uh, I wanted because uh, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like doing like uh, Snap Wireless was my last big collab. And um, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Me, that's a good one. Yeah, they, they sent me a white, uh, actually, I have it right here. They sent me this white power brick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, do you guys have like a black one? And they're like, we're out of stock. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, dang it, man. I don't, I don't want mm-hmm. to put white on my feed that much. But actually it was that collab that got me into doing more white accents in my mm-hmm. setup. And it's actually like, it's made it well, more well-rounded, but yeah, I'm yeah. the same exact way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, it's funny, but um, I try to, uh, you, I know you've seen it. Um, you've been the first person I showed my new desktop, the gray one that I got now, the gunmetal gray. Um, and when when I bought it, I was like, okay, do I really want to do this? Because this is the the black desktop that I had before is a major staple of the of the feed, but mm. it all meshed into one. 
and it got too much because black on black on black on black on black it's all black it's good but it's not really yeah. <laughs> um, aesthetically pleasing for for the feed it's too black yeah so um, that's why i can totally understand why you you know put in a splash of white a huey of um of teal you know some other colors and you know i've i've seen some stuff in the back you know um over there on, over your left shoulder then you have this this wall mount with on 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 your right shoulder side and uh, yeah that, that looks dope that looks really dope and i think um i need something like that as well just to put stuff over there you can get these these pegboards you can get these pegboards mm -hmm. uh in black you should do that that'd be sweet I think I have to, I, I have, but the thing is I have too few products or equipment to put on. Um, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, kind of going through stuff, but uh, don't want to talk too, too much. <laughs> I was, I can hear you. I just, but it's still, it's still recording. It's still recording. I just, okay. I will cut that out. Um, no worries. So um, let's talk more about your um, your future uh, on your feed. What are you going to do on on Instagram? Are you trying to expand more into other areas of social media? Um, tell us more, a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. So the plan right now is really just building out the whole content creation thing into an actual business or a business model where. I can actually bring in some income from it while doing mm -hmm. what I like to do or doing what I love, um, which seems to be like a staple of my brand. Um, so right now I'm just focusing a lot on kind of like the inward workings of it. So I'm building out a lot of like proposals, contracts, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. building out like a list of like three, 400 brands that I'm going to reach out to, uh, to do that. But when it comes to like my feed and stuff, I've been really wanting to get into like tutorials, like more reels, mm -hmm. I'm definitely trying to get into more video um, because I don't do a lot of video because I don't really have um, like my iMac can't handle video editing. So mm -hmm. um, that's why I'm trying to upgrade to a monitor and just run out of my everything from my MacBook because it's a little bit more updated. Um, but once I upgrade, I'm going to do a lot more videos. Um, and I just want to do a lot more like insightful and value-based content because I, I, I love like what I do now with kind of just updating people on like my setup and my life and stuff. But I think it's getting to a point where I'm getting bored with just, you know, telling people about like my day to day. And I mm -hmm. really want to just put content out there that when you see it, you're like, oh, wow, I actually gained something from that. Uh, and somebody who's inspired me a lot is uh, Kevin Day Lacerna um, mm -hmm. because Kevin, man, like if you follow his TikTok, like, uh, dude, he gives so much, so much value, man. Like mm -hmm. every second, every second of his TikToks and his videos and his posts is just like packed with like, oh yeah, like this is this how to, and like, this is how you do this. And this is the tool to use. And I've really loved to see how he's grown, um, it's just from amazing. giving people value like that. Yeah. So that's been so inspiring, man. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to gear towards more doing more content like Kevin does with, mm -hmm. you know, just a lot of, a lot more value and a lot more like insight. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the plan. That's a good one. And, you know, to, you know, I, I want to talk to Kev 
but he's well he, we both know that he's still fairly young um and there uh i think there's two sides to this coin um when you're young you have the time you have the creativity um when you're in school like kevin um you have you know the financial background when you're living at home you don't have to think too much about how to make a living and stuff like that and you can build up a solid foundation to do this full time in the future um but on the other hand um i think it's less relevant in these days than it was maybe 10 15 years ago when you give advice as a young person a lot of you know mid-age people or people that are my age like around their 30s they're like shaking their head why would this young person can give me advice if they don't have any life experience but i think that has kind of changed because the internet mm -hmm. kind of devalues your age and values more the content that you put out and if you i mean kevin could just put his voice on his reels or on his tiktoks without him without his face and you wouldn't guess that he's i think 16 or 17 or something like that you would probably you know okay maybe through his voice but not through what he is saying and that's the beauty of the internet yeah and i think the a big part of what kevin does is he he gets right to the point right mm -hmm. like he's not like muddying around with like, Hey, it's Kevin and this and that he's like, Hey, like today we're giving you these tips and yeah. he knows what he's doing. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not really refute. Like you can't really be like, well, what about this? And I've actually went to some of his comments where people were like, Hey, well, actually this is a better way to do it. And he'll like directly comment like, yeah, that's good for that. But like, I like doing this technique, mm -hmm. you know? And he just, he knows what he's doing, you know, like yeah. he knows and understands the software he's using he knows and understands his projects and his brand is the main thing like he knows what he's good at so like yep. even if you're even if you're 15 it doesn't matter if you go nope. directly to you know the well and give that knowledge to people that it's it's not really refutable you can't say oh well you're 15 16 because he just dropped like gems of like insights and oh, how to yeah. so it's like you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I really love just like how direct and like straightforward his brand is as just a person, as just Kevin, mm -hmm. because it's so clean, it's insightful. And you can really tell he has a passion for just like what he does and what yeah. he knows. So it's just so easy to like fall into that, you know, and love what he, love his work. So I, I really respect, I didn't, how old is he? Is he really 18, 19? I think that he is, um, He's 16 or 17, if I'm correct. I could be totally wrong, but he's he's way below 20. And um, I tried to get him on the podcast, um, I think in December, but he, and, you know, he's blowing up now. He's blowing up for the past four weeks, six weeks. Mm -hmm. Now, back in 2020, late 2020, he was, before he got really into TikTok and the real game and everything, um, he just posted on instagram and he was really shy i just you know i um, exchanged some dms with him um where i tried to give him some meaningful insights into you know growing up and you know behaving and stuff like that and he appreciated that as well but um you know the social media game i think he he knocked us all out of the park and he knocked us all off you know 
of our thrones or wherever we're sitting at, um, because he he's masterful at multi multi channel marketing. Yep, yeah, and that's that's a big thing is the way that he connected all of his mm-hmm. you know platforms together, like you said, like the omni channel or um, that multi channel marketing mm-hmm. is like man, like as soon as he connected one account to his TikTok, it's like boom, yeah. right there. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a big thing too that I want to do is get into you know more Twitter. Twitter's kind of hard because um, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a weird platform, man. If you're not super witty and like you know if you're not super witty and interesting like people aren't going to care about you on twitter but getting into tiktok getting into you know even like stuff like pinterest tumblr twitter like all those Mm -hmm. platforms have some type of value that they can bring to a brand or to you personally so it's like figuring out a, a good strategy to implement all of those into you know my you know my brand or what i want to do mm-hmm. um another big one is youtube like YouTube scares the crap out of me because it's, you know, it's more longhand and it's more detailed and people are a lot pickier on YouTube. Like Mm -hmm. YouTube, they'll like, they'll tear you up or you'll just not be found because YouTube's algorithm is so crazy. Um, But I mean, you, you work on YouTube a lot or not a lot, but you've put in some time on YouTube. Mm -hmm. What is your experience of that? So I think the, I think with um, a big thing, in every social media um, aspect is still monetization. And in regards to that, YouTube is still the big dog. Um, if, you want to, uh, if you want to hit it big, you don't have to hit it big on YouTube. You just have to have a thousand followers, a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch minutes within, I don't know, the past year or something. And you can monetize your, your um your videos. And if you look at people like Ben SLTK4K or Spencer Ryan or Jordan Pomano um, or Chelsea, and um, those are small creators on, in regards to YouTube. They have, you know, 1K, 2K, 3K um, subscribers. And then you have Michael Soledad, who has, I think he, he, he hit 20K or something like that. And, you know, Ben, with with his setup video, I think he hit like a hundred uh, or sixty eight k views on a setup video. Spencer just hit one hundred k videos on his dual setup video. You know, a hundred thousand views, maybe not a a high value mon- in in the money sense of the way, but you know the reach on YouTube for a hundred k video. It's absolutely crazy. It's not a hundred k video view, one hundred k views on TikTok, where you know probably uh, people just people scrolling through the TikTok feed and having like ten seconds to just you know watch that and you know up to, onto the next, onto the next. hundred k views on a fifteen minute video, where the average view time might be like eight nine minutes. That is crazy. That is crazy good. Yeah. Yeah, because that just shows that your content is just so good. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, most people are more geared towards the, the TikTok, the Twitter, even the Instagram, where it's like mm-hmm. so snappy and quick. Like, yeah. okay, just okay, on to the next. And the fact that, like, like Spencer's video, his little setup video, the fact that he got a hundred thousand views on that, and I guarantee if you look at his stats, like, prob- most people probably watched all the way through that those videos. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, that's super impressive to. Mm-hmm 
have like more long hand content that's more uh, planned out and people are like start like click with that you know a hundred thousand people are like watching eight minutes or something like that's crazy you know it's absolutely crazy and i think um and with youtube you you can't be scared about doing something that someone already has done like a review about the iphone 12 or a unboxing video of the new m1 macbooks you know, just do it and put your own spin on it. You know, you have to, you know, it has to be, you have to be more patient. You have to be more careful. Um, if you, if you put out a video a month or maybe two a month, that is enough work that you have in front of you and um, you want to make it good. Because if I look at my videos, they're, you know, they're not good. I wanted to just be consistent, you know, grow my following that way and then consistently um, increase production value. And now that I have the new studio, which is a little more aesthetically pleasing towards my, my style uh, for the YouTube videos, um, I'm going to put out more um, views from my own perspective, you know, less uh, tech reviews, more, you know, the person behind the Instagram and a little more in real life stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but the, the biggest thing that I want to start in 2021, and you've heard it here first, um, I've been joking about this a lot with uh, Rich, Michael, uh, Michael Soledad's brother. Um, I'm going to start an OnlyFans where I just show my feet. And um, <laughs> I hope that I will get all of your support. It's it's not going to be expensive to subscribe to um, to my OnlyFans. It will be four ninety nine. Um, and you can, okay. yeah, four ninety nine um, for a month. Um, but you will get my feed every every day of the week, at least two times: one in the morning, one in the evening, um, and at on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, and on Sundays I'm extra kinky. I will put on, you know some colored colored socks maybe i do my nails and stuff like that so that's what you can expect put on some of those uh put on some of those toe socks yeah yeah right that that would i i think that would really hit it off i'm a feet guy yeah yeah <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be lucrative bro you're gonna make so much money <laughs> yeah yeah, I th and 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 no um no extra paid content. You know, if you subscribe to me for four ninety nine, you will get everything all in. Um, there's no hidden fees. I won't post any or I won't DM you any photos where you have to pay for it. You know, maybe maybe for the holidays, I will have uh, a Maxwell Xmas special where maybe I put on maybe I put on a Santa costume and then show my feet. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's that's the big thing, the big goal. Uh, hit hit fifty k followers and one thousand uh, subscribers on OnlyFans <laughs> by the end of the year. <laughs> that's, um, that's the. That's the pinnacle. That's that's the platform to be on OnlyFans as a content creator. <laughs> To be honest, if you're a lady and you look good, there's no shame in going on that. You don't have to post nudes. You don't have to, you know, get naked for some well-done 
sexy shots, you can get a lot of money. I haven't been on OnlyFans, to be honest. Uh, I know people who are or who have been. And they said it's a fucking addiction because every corner, it's three bucks here, five bucks there. You can tip for 10 and you get five new photos or whatever. It must, so they tell you it's, it's, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, I know, I know a, a guy who does it uh-huh. and he makes like a good amount of money too. And I'm like, what dudes can do this? And it, it's just wild, man, because where did the OnlyFans, if, I feel like OnlyFans just popped up out of nowhere, like mm-hmm. out of nowhere. It was like, oh, girls have OnlyFans, like what's OnlyFans? It's like, oh, well, you put like, you know, there's more risky photos on there and you get paid for it. It's like, wow, that's, yep. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy that, you know, you can do that. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. It just, it seems not right. <laughs> but nope. it, it's like a thing, you know. It's not porn. But it's porn esque, <laughs> right? It's like it's like that that right there at that at that border mm-hmm. at that line. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like okay, it's not it's not all the way there, but we're still getting paid for it, and it's still risky yep. and weird. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, that's it's a that's a thing. That's a thing. Yep. It's not a hundred. <laughs> and I wonder. I wonder if huh? Corona. Sorry, yeah. I wonder if like Corona and the pandemic is what like pushed that oh, into you know like the, the spotlight definitely you know like all these people mm-hmm. are at their house and they're like how am i gonna make money i'm not yep. gonna get unemployment how am i gonna make money I'm like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna start selling you know myself online yep. through OnlyFans. Yep. i just i wonder how big of a deal that made i think probably a huge deal um if if you th- if you think how many people were tied to to their apartments, their houses, their flats, whatever, um, and then you know, you're a handsome dude or you're a, a really really good looking girl, and you find out about this, and you're, you know, you're on the hinge of kinky, and you like to to show some. Well, wouldn't be you would be stupid not to get paid for that. So I think uh, it's it's like on the border of NSFW, you know, not safe for work, but it's still not safe for work, even though you yep. don't see not probably most. Yeah, with with the classy accounts, you probably don't see any nipple, but you know, not safe for work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, let's move on to another topic where, where people don't Man, think what of curves. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i was about to say my uh my girlfriend's gonna be pissed i'm talking about only <laughs> podcast yeah i saw but, it i saw it uh, so you, you have an, you have an I'm excuse gonna get yeah yeah grace when you listen to this it was max's fault <laughs> sorry not sorry shameless plug um my only fans will be called feet fucker 69 just for you, bookmark that shit and subscribe in October. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, let's let's dig in a little bit in how we met. Um, because we or I've been a part of your um, the vision. What is it called? I I can I can pronounce it right. Visionary collective. Yep, yep. 
That's right. Um, and if I if I remember right, this this thing came from your idea, and you kind of connected with a bunch of other co uh, creators. Um, I know Miguel reached out to me if I wanted to be part of this, and I agreed, of course, because you know connecting people is kind of my thing. Um, and I love to talk to other people yep. who are creative and, and in this community. So uh, give a little background on that, on that group of guys and girls we have. Um, yeah, so the Visionary Collective, it's actually more of like a, like a secret society. Like we don't really talk about it that much outside of the group. Um, mm -hmm. I think some people have noticed it, but uh, really we just started it. It was actually not just my idea. I originally posted about starting some kind of group chat or some kind of community where it would be easier to connect with other creatives because mm -hmm. um, you probably can relate. There is a lot of us in this community of tech and desk setups. And at times it gets overwhelming to even remember like, oh, like that's a homie. I need to go support him. Or, yeah. oh, like that's, you know, that's, you know, this person I need to go check in with them. So I was like, man, I wonder if there's a way where, you know, we can create some kind of discord or group chat on Instagram or something where we can just stay connected to each other. And it was actually um, me, Minimal, Dan, um, Dan and Sam, Sam Pot. Mm -hmm. um, but we we were kind of like, OK, well, let's let's do this. Like what are I think we said, what are three of like your guys's favorite creators right now? Um, and then we just kind of started a group chat with, you know, a few guys. Um, and then over time we kind of grew it out and added more people, more people asked to join it. Um, and then, you know, I think around a few months in is when you, you joined with us. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it was just kind of a, a little side project where we're like, Hey, let's, let's create a community of people where, you know, not really an engagement group, but a group of creators who are like-minded, who mm -hmm. are trying to, you know, make better content, who are trying to learn from each other and, hold each other accountable, you know, like, Hey bro, like you should do this. Or what about this critique, you know, kind of just like a group of people who are like-minded. So yeah, man, that's the visionary collective. It's kind of, you know, just our little thing, but um, yeah, that's what it is. That's the background of it. Yeah. I think it's, it's more than just a little thing because we, um, we, as a group of people, um, we grew really tight around the last few months. And I think we each other, value the opinion of one another so much that um, you know it kind of indirectly um, changes some of the decisions that we make because of we put so much value in these opinions and I think it's in, in a good way not in a bad way it's not like um, you influence me to not do something that I would love to do but it's more like I'm more conscious about the decisions that uh, I'm going to make or the stuff that I'm going to post and um, I think uh, with all the different cultures and influences, and it's not only tech people, we you know you have, um, you have coffee guys, you have tech guys, you have lifestyle guys, then you have, um, you know, you have people from Italy, you have Germans, you have Asians, you have Americans, and, and you know, it's, it's all over the place. You have the British guys that, uh, that are in there as well. And, you know, it's such a diverse group of people and, uh, you know, we, we, we definitely all need a vacation on Fiji after COVID. I think that's a must. We all need to fly to Fiji and <laughs> yeah, have man, a, a visionary collective uh... vacation. Yeah. Yep. 
it's much needed. I don't know who's going to pay for this, yeah, I, but I'd, I'd be down. We, yeah, I think we can hit up some sponsors who just you, going you, to fly us all to Fiji first class and we never go back. Dude, I'm I'm down. That would be crazy to like make a campaign where we just have a bunch of brands sponsor our whole our whole group to just go out. Yeah, we need to we yeah. need to get that in the works, man. I th- I, th- I think we need to cut this part out to, so no one gets you know gets this masterful idea, um and and, and yep. steals it and proposes it. Yeah, cut <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> oh no, but hundred percent, hundred percent. No one else gets it. <laughs> it would that would be damn near crazy if if we would get something like this set up but uh well you know we can dream we can always dream big (laughs) um yo i i what just comes to mind when i when i'm when i'm reading um hmm? sorry no you go ahead you go ahead i just didn't want to interrupt you oh no you're good okay um we uh oh no you're good there's like a little bit of a lag so (laughs) yeah i know my for the audience um my internet is a 5G slash 4G slash 3G hotspot that is switching left to right and back and forth. Um, and I'm glad that this is working for me to talk to Nate. Um, so bear with us. Um, we will have a better episode that will be live streamed on Twitch in the next few weeks where you can see both our gorgeous faces. His is more gorgeous than mine. I look like, I don't know, a scruffy, uh, scruffy little asshat. But uh, you know, Nate, Nate is the man you want to you want to check out. He's he's <laughs> he's the one who who is on the top cover of of Man's Health, flexing his biceps, and I'm I'm the guy who's probably just uh, just holding the lights <laughs> near the camera. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know, bro. Your your uh, your tattoos, your tattoos really give you an edge. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. I the the tattoo artist this they just opened up this week, and um, if I hadn't spent six hundred bucks on my PlayStation Five and another fifteen hundred on some various tech items, and I have to buy an iPad in ten days, um, I would probably go there um, in t- in two weeks and then get my left sleeve, you know, done. So uh, yeah. just has to wait just a little bit, yeah. but I'm going to do some YouTube videos on. Uh, and some TikTok videos on my my tattoos, just to you know get something more personal started. But what I wanted to get in, um, we have a huge discussion topic that has been very um, it, it has been very crazy in the past weeks, and that is account banning. And you and I, um, we luckily haven't been. Um, affected by this but some of our friends have been you know we're talking about um michael mm-hmm. evans and then we talk about melatech uh, andrea but he gladly got his account back um apple today now bram from from the netherlands he's been affected and he didn't get his account back spencer ryan um got his account blocked and banned but he's back and there are probably more accounts that we are not in touch with that had their accounts banned and maybe not gotten back so um, what is your impression? What has happened? Um, is Instagram still a safe place that we can, you know, where you can put out your content, your own ideas, or is it something that it's moving towards a, maybe a new platform? 
Oh, man, it's it's weird. I've never had issues with like that kind of stuff, like these bans that are happening. And from what I understand, it's been like heavy in the tech community. So I really have no idea what is going on, man. I mean, mm-hmm. Instagram is at a point where it's pretty much ran by AI. So like a lot of these guys are pretty much trying to get in contact with like Instagram, but there's not really a way to get in contact with Instagram about these issues. Mm-hmm. So I personally, like it just makes me really pissed off because it's like, uh, like Michael, like Michael Evans, bro. Like he, he was at what? 16,000 followers. And Think so, yeah. you put so, yeah. Like when you put so much effort into your content and building out your brand and building out your, your really your, your merit, you know, your reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all gets poofed away because some, you know, some asshole who's trying to sell some service doesn't like that you said no in the wrong way. So they go and spam bot report you um it's just it's ridiculous you know yeah so i don't know if it's like the same one person or two people behind like all these tech guys getting their accounts taken away but it seems that way and it's it's just mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous because it's it's really just probably some kid behind a computer who has you know too like too much time on his hands and they they, they, they get bad because you know we're putting in actual work. Um, mm-hmm. We're bad, like really sour, toxic business is what it sounds like. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd love to say like, yeah, like let's all go over to Twitter or let's go over to, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, Instagram is Instagram. It's not going anywhere. And I think it has its value, um, but it is pretty scary to, you know, be on, be on your toes, especially for those couple of weeks where all the homies were getting banned and mm-hmm. blocked. Cause it's like, man, am I next? Am I going to, did I say the wrong thing to these guys? Yeah. And it's like, okay. So yeah, I, I don't know. It personally, it made me really pissed. And I'm somebody who definitely is like super supportive of people. So when I saw that happen, I was definitely up in arms. I was like, let's get these like mofos. Like let's go after them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I was a little bit yeah. more um, definitely at the forefront of like, dude, we need, to, we need to do something bad. So yeah, it made yeah. me mad, but it's like, what can you do, man? Like, you know, even if we got, you know, these couple of people who we know are doing it to people locked or reported, like they're just going to go and make another account and, you know, and find you and find you and right. like mm-hmm. buy their followers back. And it's like, what can and find you. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, what, what can you even do, man? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a very weird situation. What did you think of all of it? Cause I know your account's fairly big uh, and you have a good following. So were you afraid mm-hmm. of that happening? Um, to be absolutely honest, I wasn't because I'm, I don't, at the moment, I don't have any contractual obligations with brands. And because I know Michael had, um, and I hope he can work stuff out with the brands because, well, what can he do about it? You know, his account probably was as secure as any of the others with two uh, factor authentication and everything. And he just, you know, he he got in touch with the wrong people that got pissed off because, you know, he gave them a honest response and the things that he apparently said that someone put in their stories i could never ever think that michael would have said or written any of these you know we're talking about the n-word we're talking about racial slurs and putting people down and harassing them um in no way shape or form is my i don't i haven't met him personally but i've talked to him on multiple occasions and he he i don't he has a 
bad bone in his body to talk to people like that. So, um, but I, for myself, I wasn't, uh, I would have been sad if my account got taken away. Um, but uh, for me, um, I, if it was before 10K, I would have been a little pissed, but it, because I just wanted to reach 10K, I think on Instagram after 10K, there's nothing much to come besides more reach or more following, but um, because you can't really monetize your post um, like you can on YouTube, it's, well, it would have been sad because there's, as you said, you know, passion, hard work, time, everything. Um, but I think I would just made a new account, which I, I do have a second account, uh, more by accident than by design. Um, but I just, I think I just would have, would have started again and probably mo focused more on YouTube and the podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think um, there, there's this one saying, if you, um, if you, it says something like, if you only have a daytime job, you're one step away from poverty. Um, and I think it's, it's the same with social media. If, if you only put your eggs in one basket, well, yeah, if your account does get banned, you you are fucked pretty easy. And um, it's not a knock on Michael, yeah. um, but, um, you know, it's it's just, you have to diversify yourself. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. So um, two more two more topics before we get into the questions, because I think the questions will take some time, but um, there's been a, uh, I talked to this before we started the show, a, a news story that just broke uh, probably the internet, gaming and sports. Um, there's been, you know, if you are not in that much into sports, I think you know who LeBron James because you're from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh a player, um, a, a front court player for the Miami Heat called Myers Leonard. Um, he's been associated with the Face Clan on, on Twitch and for Call of Duty. He was streaming, I think, last night or two nights ago uh, on Twitch. And he got sniped dead. And then he, you know, he did say some really, really <laughs> bad curse words. Not even curse words, even, even more anti-Semitic shit. Um, he said the K word. Um not going to say it here on, on the podcast because I don't want to get banned as well. Um, but he said the K word um, and he's been banned from Twitch, face clan cut ties with him and he's been um, not released, but he's on absent uh, or uh, on the leave of absent from the Miami Heat. So um, you can see how a hobby and a weak moment on the internet can absolutely ruin and crush your career you know he said this one and i don't want to play it down because it's what he said is not excusable um but uh, he has you know all the sponsors cut ties with him his professional basketball club cut ties with him his passion in gaming um, all all the partners cut ties with him. So that shows you 
you've got to watch your mouth and be careful of what you say on the internet when it's streamed and recorded. <laughs> so, and, yeah. Yeah. When you first told me about that, I had no idea what that slur even was. But mm -hmm. regardless, like, like, dude is a NBA player. Like, he's a mm -hmm. professional league player. And it's like, you know that these guys are, like, somewhat media trained to yeah. say the right thing, make sure, you know, make sure your ducks are in a row. Don't say anything that can be, you know, a push button topic. Like, it's like if it was like somebody smaller, it's like, okay, maybe they're just like not very mature. Maybe it was a slip mm -hmm. of the tongue. They're angry. They're in the heat of the moment. But it's like this dude is not only trained to be a professional, he's trained to, you know, perform in the media a certain way too. It's like, you should know this, man. Like even yeah. if you're at your house playing the video game, you should, he knows that. So it's like moral, moral obligation, not to just be a, a douche aside. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, you know, better either way like even if it's even if to him that's not a very big word or he didn't know it's like you should know to just steer away from even you know raging at all online you're an nba player yeah. you know so it's like yeah nah yeah, yeah like i don't feel bad for the dude like i you just no. i just heard, heard about this from you like you mm -hmm. know when we started talking but it's like yeah come on man like he shouldn't he knows better no you, you can't feel bad um dude is 29 he's even you know whether you're calling someone the N word, the K word, or, you know, the, the W word against white people. I don't want to say any of these uh, things on, on, on the record, on, on record. Um, but whether you're 15, 25 or 55, uh, you should be, you know, you should be um, intelligent enough not to say something in public. And the internet is public domain. You know, so I'm not sorry for you. Fuck you. <clears throat> okay, but on to more <laughs> your positive vibes. Um, you know, there's new Apple products coming out and you are into Apple. I am into Apple. Most of the very interesting in uh, Instagram community is in somewhat uh, connected to the Apple ecosystem, whether it's an iPhone, iPad, or a Mac. Um, there's some rumors, Apple AirTags, new AirPods 3 that are designed like the AirPods Pro, um, the new I, uh, iPad Pro, new Apple TV, and maybe, maybe, maybe a new iMac. But let's focus on those two that could be the most reliable, which would be AirTags and iPad Pro. Will you get some? Um, dude, to be honest, I have not even looked into this, this new Apple <laughs> drop because I've been so busy, um, mm -hmm. moving, moving my office around, trying to get stuff tied up with my business. I have not even been able to look into this stuff really. Um, which is kind of like stupid on my part because like I'm super ingrained in Apple. And, like, <laughs> I'm in the tech community, so I should know this, mm -hmm. especially going into this podcast. But to be honest, That's I have fine. no idea what the specs even specs even are, but um, I will tell you, I am looking. I am in the market to get an iPad, so mm -hmm. I will be looking into that because I need. I want an iPad for um, like editing purposes. I edit most of my photos on my phone anyway because it's mm -hmm. like easier. I'm always on the go, running around, so it's easier to just use Lightroom, Lightroom Mobile. Um, yeah. So I will be looking into the iPad. Um, and the AirPods, I think you said, I, I have no idea. I, I need an AirPod upgrade because I have the AirPod uh, generation one. So mm -hmm. I need an upgrade on AirPods. 
So I don't I don't know what are what are the new AirPods looking like. Um, apparently, it's a refresh for the AirPods Two. So, um, but they should be looking like the AirPods Pro without I think without the noise cancellation or something like that. So, just a design update. Okay. So it's okay. it's not that you know sexy to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At that point, I would just get the the uh, the pros. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think the only product to look at um, would be um, would be AirTags because the Air, Air, uh, iPad Pro um, there's a new display technology. I think they're going for mini LED. Um, but besides that, it's the same design as the past two iPad Pros. Um, but the AirTags, that's, uh, that could be something interesting, but I'm going to do, uh, to buy the new iPad Pro, definitely. So for the convenience factor, same as you, you know, going, going on the road, being at work for me or being someplace else, you know, just have an iPad with you and then doing some work. Yeah, yeah, and do you, do you already have an iPad or is that, would that be your, your are you buying it because you don't have one? Um, I had, um, uh, I don't know if you've, if you, how long you've been following me, but I started my Instagram with the iPad pro 2018. Um, when I started the podcast, I moved away from the iPad. I traded it in for the 20, uh, for the 16 inch MacBook pro, um, that I already have traded in again for the M1 MacBook, but I wanted just, you know, laying in bed, laying on the couch. Mm-hmm. browsing uh, working on some photos or whatever it's just more convenient than just to have always your your macbook and it's a bigger screen than the iphone of course yeah yeah i really like editing on my on my phone because i like being able to like you know use my finger <laughs> and stuff and it's it's not as easy with like a mouse or like a trackpad to do that mm-hmm. like that stuff i don't know for me the workflow is like faster um, yeah. And maybe that's just like a stupid opinion, but that's just how my workflow is. But um, I think to have like a bigger, pretty much bigger iPhone and mm-hmm. my photos on would be, yeah, it'd be right there. Yeah, that totally would. I can definitely understand. And uh, I like to use my fingers as well. That's what she said. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, um, it's just, it's just more, more convenient. <laughs> It's just more convenient. <laughs> uh, oh, I shit. I have to watch my tongue. I'm I'm getting a little feisty at the moment <laughs> with all these yeah. comments. No man, you're good. That's what dude. That's what I love about your brand and personality is you know you're you're <laughs> a formal like you're you're a formal you're good people, bro. Like you're a good guy, oh, and then out of out of left field, there'll be like this kinky weird joke, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, Max. <laughs> so I. It, it, I think the group chat has been fire as of recently. And I try to, you know, um, uh, you know, I try to knock it out of the park every once in a while with a, with a feisty comment, with a naughty comment. And I think I've, I think we had yeah. one last night or two days ago. Oh man, it's been, yeah, it's been good fun. It's been good fun with, with you guys. And especially with you, I know we, we've been hitting off since the beginning. Uh, I think since we first uh, exchanged messages and, um, uh, and I think we're we're very like-minded, um, not only um, from a 
thinking standpoint, but also from a creative standpoint. We we like a lot of the same visuals, the same aesthetics, and uh, that's why I've been I've been telling it to all the guys. I've been planning with Jordan Polmano, um, but I have to get to the U.S. I have to visit all of you. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to get my windowless fun van and go driving from Brooklyn, New York, down to San Diego, California. I'm getting every major city where my friends are living, and I'm spending spending weeks, weeks, and weeks and weeks with you. You're not getting rid of me. I will be part of you. <laughs> yeah. Are you Are you really trying? Are you really trying to come over here soon? Yes. Yes. Um. Um. It's. Well, work work wise, um, we are planning stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's still a little bit up in the air. Uh, my boss is really wanting to do this, um, and the time frame is within the next two to three years, maybe sooner, but definitely not later than three years. If it's not happening in three years, it won't happen unless I find a new uh, employee in the US that, uh, that could always be a possibility. If, if I get the right job offer from the US, I might be moving there uh, within a very short period of time. Thank you. Yeah, because you're, uh, you're in Germany? Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Do you, have you always, do you like want to live in the US? Or is that just like, you know, you just want to come over here for like a trip or something? No, 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 no. I've I've done uh, I've done too many trips to the U.S. Um, I'm I'm done tripping. I'm ready okay. for living. <laughs> I'm really I'm really yeah, ready for yeah. that. So, uh, preferably Austin, to be honest. Um, yeah, dude. I think we 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 when I first mentioned that you said maybe a move to Austin would be up for grabs. Uh, Matt is there. Um, yep. Yeah, we've been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. We've been, uh, my lady and I, we've been talking about moving uh, our family to out, out, outside of Ohio uh, for the last few few months. Uh, and Austin uh, is like on our radar because mm-hmm. I know Texas, they just have a lot of really cool stuff going on there. Um, and I think it'd be just refreshing to move to like that uh, I guess it has like right now it's like a Silicon Valley kind of vibe with Elon mm-hmm. Musk being out of there. Um, so I just think it'd be really fun experience to live there for a while while it's booming like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Austin's been on our radar. Uh, what's like, what's your biggest motivation to want to move to the U S like, is there a certain reason or, you know, what you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I think it's, it's, it's been so long implemented into my mind and into my brain that I can't really tell you what's motivating me. But what yeah. I do know, um, it opens up many more opportunities <coughs> and doors. Oh, no worries. Um, for someone who's creating stuff, who's on social media, because in Germany with all the fucking EU laws, data privacy protection and stuff like that. It's fucking annoying and it hinders growth. It hinders opportunities. Um, And I think the most interesting brands to work with are still more likely to work with someone in the US than over in Europe. 
that simple. Yeah. So yeah. What kind of what kind of restrictions do you guys have? Oh, there's so many. I I I I can't even explain them to that to, to explain them to you because I don't know uh, how it's regulated over there for you. You know, I know some some stuff yeah. that is way more easy, but um, uh, one of the most easiest things to describe is messaging related um, reach in Instagram. Okay. That is completely off for Europeans. It's crazy. Everything that's messaging related because, you know, data privacy protection, um, it's, it's off, you know, can't, can't do anything, can't do shit. Um, and, and much more stupid stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's yeah. crazy. It's annoying. Um, that's why a country like Germany, which is in general so well, uh, so well developed and so well educated, but in, in times of, of, you know, internet, the internet of things and streaming and, and content creation and stuff like that, it just falls off majorly. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> that sucks. Yeah. Wanna get in some questions? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Perfect. So um we got into the Apple products um just briefly. And Shadow Tech asks, what Apple product are you most looking forward to this year? And not only in the next two two weeks, but to the end of the year. What what are you getting your your boner? Apple boner. <laughs> Apple boner. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing, like I said, I'm looking for an iPad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking for an iPad. Um, really, that's about it. I mean, like I said, I'm super behind on all the Apple news and stuff because I've been so busy. I've been unable yeah. to even be on Instagram. So mm-hmm. um, that's about it. Is there a new is there a new MacBook coming out? Is that right? Oh, there, are rumors, um, there are rumors about the whole mac lineup getting a refresh maybe um, a new imac with a new design and with colors um, like the old school i think was it uh, imac g3 or something where it wasn't teal red and orange and stuff something like that okay. um, then possibly a new macbook pro with an improved processor the m1x um, but I think that for, for me, the, the, Mac, the Mac side of things is kind of irrelevant right now because the M1 will still be great in two years. So, yeah, yeah not that interesting. iPad, um, but most for me, it's uh, Apple Watch Series 7 this year. I'm due for an upgrade. What are, what are they upgrading with that? I haven't even I haven't looked into it yet. Um, for the Apple Watch, uh, probably a boxy design, just like with the iPad and the iPhone. Um, and then I'm just overdue. Mm-hmm. I got mine, uh, I think, is it two years? I think two years ago. Um, and it's broken and, be- no, not broken, but it's beat, beaten out. Mm-hmm. The display is, is scratched and, you know, it's the, the battery life is getting worse and worse. So, But I'm using it on a daily, so it's bound yeah, to be yeah. happening. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Michael Evans, you know, one of the, one of the homies, he asked you directly, when did, uh, when did you realize you wanted to be a content creator 
And when did you know it was a possibility? Oh, man. Um, I think I started like doing the desk stuff last October. So, I mean, I've always been into photography. If you scroll down on my, my feed far enough, you'll see some of my portrait work and photography work and like street photography and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like content creation, like the definition of content creator, I think when I started getting into our community, the community we kind of are super ingrained in now, uh, I kind of was like, man, I really like what everybody's doing. I like your work. I like Envi Matt and Vision's work. Uh, you know, Michael Soldat, like all those guys, I was like, man, like I really, like I've always been in the tech stuff too. So I was like, man, like this is really cool. I like this community. So I kind of just started creating more just for Instagram, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. which as like an artist and as a photographer, people are always saying, you know, create for yourself, create for the art, you know, don't create just for the gram and all this stuff. But when I started creating just for you guys, like just for this community is when I really started loving just creating mm -hmm. content, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And then when I realized it was super possible to monetize it and really build a business structure around it was when I started getting stuff sent to me and brand deals. Um, and the more collaborations I got, the more I was like super impressed. I was like, man, like, okay, this, there's like an upside of all of this, not just, you know, um, you know, I was starting to see like return on my, my work. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then I recently have been getting some bigger paid deals and that's been really, really fun for me. Cause it's most of the time I don't really look to get paid for my like photography work. So to get paid to shoot product photography and like desk content, I was like, man, like I can actually do this. So that's when I kind of realized like, okay, this is possible. Because, mm -hmm. you know, most people wouldn't think that just taking shots of your desk or just doing product photography could bring in any kind of income. So once I started getting into that side of it, I was like, okay, I really love doing this. There's an upside of, you know, the money with it and the free, just the free stuff alone is really cool. So, yeah, you know, all that stuff is kind of, it, it kind of opened me up to the possibility of doing it full time, which is what I'm going into doing, so. And I, I tip my hat to that because it's a scary thing because you, um, uh, if you, if you start your own business um, and you have a business plan and you have some financial backing from a bank or maybe some investors or whatever, um, and you sell a product, a physical product, um, there, of course, there's risk as well but there's not as much risk if you, as if you're betting on yourself, especially in a crowded space like social media, where basically everyone can be a content creator, but you know, you have to really stand out and that's what you're doing with your style. Um, I've, I've said it on multiple occasions, how I love your work, how I love your tones, how you set yourself apart. Um, You, you are a very likable guy. You are, um, you're very good with words and how you phrase things. You can, you're, you're a good caption writer. You write really intriguing um, captions, whether in short form or in long form. Um, I can see you be a very interesting person in 
a live environment if you whatever whether it's um, IGTV live whether it is um, in a periscope type of form on Twitter or it would it be on uh, on Twitch or on YouTube when live streaming but um, you are you know people want to engage with you because you um, you have your experience in business you have your experience in content creation you you did some street portraits and some lifestyle stuff so you you have so many different aspects of being interesting, which is super intriguing about you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for all those kind words, man. And You're that's welcome. the thing is like, I think with content creation, you kind of have to, like when you're in your own world, right? You mm -hmm. don't see all the assets or values, I guess you could call them, that you can contribute to people. Um, And that's something that, you know, running my own business taught me is even though, and I always tell people this, I never wrote a recipe. Like, yeah, I've been, mm -hmm. I've been cooking for six, seven years. I never wrote a recipe to save my life until I created my own business for it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I jumped into that way, way before I was ready. And I think that's the attitude you have to have with anything really. I mean, I could say it's the attitude you have to have for business because you have to like scared money can't make money. You can't make money if you're scared. Um, oh, yeah. same thing with content creation is I think it comes down to how ballsy and how confident you are in your own work. Um, and we all go in and out of it. You know, some of us are confident all the times myself personally, like I deal with imposter syndrome. I deal with, mm -hmm. you know, artists, the whole romantic artist syndrome of like, is this work good enough all the time? Um, but I think the biggest thing for anything in life is jump into that shit, you know, just yeah. jump into it learn as you go, share with people what you're learning. And, you know, I, I think it compounds, like you can't just put in a bunch of effort and work and nothing happens. Like if you put in that effort and work and mm -hmm. you have that confidence about you, it's going to happen for you. Like it, yep. it, it's, it's like a law almost. Like you can't just do something 24 seven and put your heart and passion into it and nothing comes out of it. Like that's my yeah. personal opinion on it. So it's like, yeah, just jump into it. Like if you want to, Like do something, just do it. You know, it, it wasn't easy for me to put down my business that I've been building out for two years just to go into something that seems really stupid to some people, you know, like mm -hmm. putting down my income and my stability. I don't think there's ever stability, but putting, putting that stability down to pursue something that started off with me just taking photos of my death, mm -hmm. you know, phrase it like that. It sounds ridiculous and it kind of is, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think the biggest thing with us as content creators is that confidence, you know, having confidence in your work, having confidence in your ability to just learn, like anybody yeah. can go on YouTube and just learn, you know, and if you're mm -hmm. willing, it's going to happen. So, yeah. and you have to be open about things. Um, um, you know, uh, one of the, one of the great basketball legends, um, I just recently seen his hall of fame speech again, it's Shaquille O'Neal. Um, and he's been inducted mm. into the Hall of Fame in 2016. And and the one of the punchlines that he had in his in his speech was um, uh, the greatest gift you can give to someone is believing in them. And I believe in you, and I know you will make it work. Oh yeah, I appreciate that, bro. That means so much, man. Like for real, that means a lot. Like because especially with our community, we all are in our own lane. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy to compare and contrast and stuff. Mm -hmm. But since we've had this community with the visionaries and with friendships yeah. like you or Sam and or Minimal Dan, like 
we're real homies, you know, like I yeah. know you guys aren't out to like outperform me. You're out to perform at your best and to encourage mm-hmm. one another. And, you know, it's, it's super dope to just have friends from all over the world now, you know, yeah. um, that- one of my buddies, Tarn, um, he's, oh, square. he's, he's a really good guy, man. Like he's, he lives in Australia. Square yeah. lives in there. Yeah, dude. He's the homie, man. And he, yeah. I remember when, when me and Grace, my girlfriend, had our our little girl when she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know, all of you guys were reaching out, uh, and like, hey, how's the baby? How's everything going? And it's like, it was just crazy because like it's real support. Like you guys, like we're really homies, you know, all of us. Yeah. And I remember Tarn, he reached out and he was like, Hey man, I want to send you guys a gift. Like, what's your address? And I was like, Man, that's crazy. Like some of my friends from like my hometown, some of, even my family members didn't hit me up for like a week or two after. And like the most support I got from like that phase and season of my life was from you guys and like the community that we're in. And it just blew me away. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like you guys really are really supportive. So yeah, like, man, like support and comments like that, man, like that means the world because Mm -hmm. it shows like the genuine nature of our community. Like we're not fronting when we say like, we're all there for each other. So that's just so cool, man. That's it. We, we are there for each other in a different way. You know, not physically we're right next to you, but, uh, you know, we always got each other's back. And um, it's even better when we're washing each other's back, bareback. That would be really nice, but that's just me. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's really, it's crazy. And, you know, we are not going anywhere with that support um, because it's, I think, I think if we would all meet in person, for the first time, it would definitely still feel as we were on a family re- reunion, you know, like for the tenth time, uh, because we we share so many experiences, we share so many memories on Instagram and 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 other stuff, um, reactions, bad experience, positive experience. We share ideas. Um, we share contractual agreements and stuff like that. We share personal stuff. We share business stuff. Um, and, you know, what we, what those things that I mentioned, I don't share them with, uh, with one person in my family or friend circle over here in Germany, not combined, combined with everyone, maybe, you know, I share that with this person and mm-hmm. this person and that person and other stuff with those per, uh, people but not with one you know group of guys where i share all of these things at once so yep that's a huge difference yep. between uh between these groups of friends and family yep for sure yep. two more questions before we before we're heading out no three more questions i'm sorry um Austin Stanley uh, asked you directly, Nate, do you any uh, do you do any street portraits anymore? Shots were lit. Oh, heck yeah, Austin! Thanks <laughs> for the question, man. That's the he's the homie, man. I love Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, not not as much as I used to anymore. So, like I said, I got into photography through you know street portraits. I actually started doing photography with film. Uh, cameras so that's how I like learn and like that's my origin and I still have a a deep rooted spot for that style of photography in me um 
as of recently, I don't really do many portraits and stuff like that mm -hmm. anymore. Um, one of my really good friends, uh, he's an artist, so he makes music and I shot, shot some photos for him and his album uh, a couple months back. But besides that, uh, no, I don't, I don't do that many portraits or photography like mm -hmm. that anymore. I'd love to do that, but it's just not in like my plan right now. So yeah, uh, yeah, man, not, not, not anytime soon. Will you see any <laughs> sweet photos like that from me? Uh, but if I do shoot anything else, I'll definitely, you know, post them on stories and, you know, share it with uh, the community and stuff. Cause I uh, love that photography. I would, I would love to see that. Um, yeah, that's, I think uh, Austin, Austin, just quick shout out to Austin. He's, he's a, he's a real one. Um, he's low key. He's, he's not that much in your face, but he's low key, a good guy. He's super supportive, especially in the last, uh, let's say eight to 10 weeks. He's been all over the comments, all over story reposting and everything like that. So he's, he's, he's one of the OGs. He's a good one. Yep. Yeah, Austin's a good guy, man. <laughs> okay, um, next questions, and I, I shot this one by you um, right before we started. Um, Rodrigo Sanchez he asked, if you could only use one lens to shoot, what uh, what would that be? One lens, which would it be? That's hard. I mean, for me, I only really use one lens, and that's my twenty-four by one hundred five. Mm -hmm. uh i like it just because i mean it's it's pretty versatile so if i if i had to use one lens it'd be something of the sorts of like the 24 by 105 uh i think the f-stop's like a, a 4.0 but mm -hmm. um it's just so versatile like i've shot product photos with it i've shot landscapes i've shot portraits um and it's held up really well over the years i've had it for like three or four years so okay. um, i really like that yeah yeah I, I really like this lens and honestly um i know that they have like upgrade upgrades of it so i'd probably choose a 24 by 105 for real because it's so versatile yeah oh man that's a good one how um, are you uh, i've been really been thinking about this question since yesterday uh, since rodrigo posted it on my on my uh on my photo i have no clue but I've been I've been torn apart between um, because I used it last year around this time um, when I had my Canon EOS RP. I used the twenty four to seventy f two point eight RF lens from Canon. That is a monstrous lens, but it's absolutely amazing. But then I would kind of miss, you know, like a fifty millimeter prime or something like that. Um, but I probably would yeah. use if I'm if I'm on a Canon system, which I'm probably will be back on during the summer when I'm getting the R6. Um, I would go with a 20 24 to 70 f 2.8 RF lens. That is just crazy good, but it's crazy expensive as well. Yep, yep. It's like yeah. two and a half grand or something. Yeah, that's that's the one I go with. Ready for one more? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this is from Paolo, our Italian homie. Um, this is a question and I would say some sort of compliment. Um, he says, you both have unique style. You are two of the few I sincerely enjoy to follow. Thank you for that, Paolo. Um, 
Thank you. How do you stay unique in this copy paste Instagram nowadays? Do you change your style when everyone uh, steals your style or you just fuck them off? <laughs> uh, dude, great. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with steal, I guess. I'm doing quotation marks, stealing mm -hmm. uh, people's stuff. Like I said at the beginning of this, like I 100% ripped your style, Max. Mm -hmm. Like 100%. I was like, I'm a copy of style, um, which I don't do often, but I just loved your style so much. Like there's no <laughs> issue with finding some kind of inspiration or like structure. I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like finding somebody that you like and mm -hmm. replicating that and then putting your spin on it. Um, I'm a hundred percent an advocate for that because it's yeah. nothing in the world is original. Like nothing is a hundred percent your style or, you know, so it's like, like you're, everybody is just like a copy of somebody else. And then mm -hmm. you put your own personality and your spin and your story on it. Um, so it's just like, that's, that's how you find your own unique style is you find other people like yourself who are more developed and you take that and then you put your own spin on it. Um, and then if people do copy off you, you should be flattered by that. Keep yes. doing what you're doing. If people, if people are copying off, like some people get mad when other people copy them and it's like, well, that's my thing. I made that. I put time and effort in that. But it's like, if you're, if you're having people rip off or make copycats of your photos or your style, that means that you're doing something so well that mm -hmm. it's influencing somebody else's creative vision. That's wild. You should be so honored by that you should thank yeah. them you should say hey i saw this like it looks like i had some influence on that like mm -hmm. you know thank you for you know you know you know taking that in so well um so i mean that's that's how i stay i mean you stay creative and original by almost ingesting stuff around you like by by finding inspiration like if you just cut yourself off from the world, you're not going to be able to evolve. Like you're not going to, like yep. you're not going to create unique ideas. You're not going to create great work because you need those things around you. And those things can be people and relationships like, like me and you, like, yeah, like I, I found you, I love your style. So I definitely replicated that with my own spin on it. Or it could be going out to, you know, a city and like liking the architecture of something and taking certain aspects attributes of that building and implementing mm -hmm. it into your art somehow or you know going out into nature and like hearing a sound and putting that sound in a video like there, there's inspiration everywhere you just have to look yes. you know I think and I think it comes down to kind of just getting over yourself and not thinking you're too important to not rip somebody or thinking you're too important that you know somebody can't rip you off it's just being you know humble and being like okay what 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 things and people around me can give me inspiration And then once you view it like that, ideas will start popping off so easy. It's when you're in your head that you don't evolve and you don't find those inspirations. So that's that's my advice is get out of your head, find like-minded people to grow with, mm -hmm. and you'll have content like out the ass because, you know, you're constantly yeah. looking, you're constantly looking to evolve, you're constantly looking to stand out. And when, you're, when your mindset's like that, you're going to produce work like that. So that, that's, that's my advice. Yeah. No, and there, there are so many great points that you just made, and I think the the um, the best one that you can you should put on top of your list is um, be thankful that someone is liking your stuff so much that they're copying. Be flattered about that, uh, as you said, thank them because you 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 had your influence on you know that 
this is this is this goes really deep you know if someone is copying you because they like your style so much and even you know i could take a raw photo file of you and you off of mine and try to edit it you know my way or i would try to edit your photo your way we would still come up with totally different ideas because you know i would as you said put my spin on you would put your spin on it and you know even even if we try to shoot the exact same subject with the exact same preset put it on there would still be something different in it you know in, it's something that if if you're working on an edit if you go through lightroom or for me i go through darkroom now because i switched away from adobe cloud um you will always find something that will you know influence you in your environment if it's your mood if it's you know your temper during the day it's if it's sunny or rainy outside you will still put a different spin on that edit even if it's this exact same photo exact same colors shadows exposure whatever it would still be different it's something about you know you put your own handwriting on it um and and uh, for me when i look at it and i've seen over the past 13 months i've seen a lot of people who try to ask me for presets or how i edit my photos um can i show the settings the uh, you know all the adjustments um that would still only be half of the story towards my photos because in the beginning um and i said it on I think on a couple of videos and on some couple a couple of posts and also on this podcast the first six months before I got my my soft boxes my studio lights um, I edited or I shot photos with natural sunlight during the day and I I worked so closely on the shooting style and the editing style that even if you try to if you got my photo you wouldn't even get the same results because it was so tightly attached to one another but um for me it's more about culture building because just like you i rip my style from someone not exactly one to one uh, or one uh, like 100% um but if you know black paris you know anchor the brand uh, black paris and the guy behind it is julian ohayan um called anchor a n c h o r on on instagram um he he influenced me in this kind of you know desaturate the blues desaturate the the um the cyans the greens take the yellows almost out or you know move them to the oranges no purples no um no no whatever no magentas this a little bit of red more oranges a little bit of green maybe moody greens and then i took that as a base and because i like orange so much i moved it into that black and orange and i experimented with cyan and black and blue and black not really cutting it for me <laughs> to be honest um but mm. i think yeah it's it's exactly what you said you should be flattered it's more like you're building a culture of style and and creators that that work towards the same to achieve the same moods the same colors the same temperatures and everything and um if i see a dark shot um 
and it's not something that's ordinary. If you have a really clean dog shot with no matte filter on it, um, it's still good for me. But that's what I—that's not what I call a black shot. A black shot is moody. It's—it has this matte filter. It has some desaturated colors. It's not clean. It looks a little bit muddy almost. Um, yep. And um, that's what what I call a black shot. But uh, yeah, for me, the more the merrier. <laughs> The more, yeah. the more the explore page gets flooded with black photos, the more we will grow, and it will, it will always come back to to the OGs who started it. And I'm not going to say I started it. Um, I maybe started it in the tech community, but there are a lot of other people in street photography, yeah. lifestyle photography, who did this before that you know that I followed, that I took my inspirations from. Yep. Yeah, and kind of piggybacking off of how you just described your process and how there's a layer, there's layers and there's experiences and stories behind your mm -hmm. style. Like there's, okay, this is how I do my lighting because I like the way that it casts shadows this way. This There's reasons why I desaturate these colors because like you said, you like orange and I'm a huge fan of orange too, mm -hmm. uh, as you could probably tell. Uh, orange just, it's different, but um like there's layers to the style. So like going back to the question, like how do you develop that style? I think you have to kind of just let yourself create and don't over romanticize your process. Just yeah. go for it. Just, just keep creating stuff, keep finding inspiration, keep finding those lighting angles, keep finding those style uh, preferences that you like, oh, those awesome. aesthetic uh, perspectives that you like. And just keep on doing that. And as you do that, and as you go, okay, I'm going to take this from Max. I'm going to take this from this color that I saw um, mm -hmm. on a, a, gray, a gray cloudy afternoon that uh, 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 the lighting casts on this building. I like that color. I'm going to take that. I like this. Um, as you said, that faded look that you have. I like that. And once you kind of put it all into the pot, you know, and mix it up, you create then your style. So it's just like, yeah, exactly. Whip it up. Yeah. Stir the pot. Stir yeah. the pot. <laughs> yeah so it's like don't don't get too overly romantic about mm -hmm. you know you don't have to go to some buddhist temple and sit there in quiet like solidarity for 45 days to come up with your own unique perspective on life it's like the opposite go into a chaotic setting of different artists and perspectives and opinions and stories and engulf all of that into one style and that's your style like yes. don't don't overthink it just keep on doing whatever you like just stick to that and it'll just like you said it'll kind of layer and you know build into something that you can be proud of and for you yeah. it was black you know you're your black team black like that that's shit that shit's sweet you know like you have people editing just like you like that's cool <laughs> as shit so yeah yeah do do that for sure of course, absolutely. And, you know, in the end, it always comes down to what Peter McKinnon had in one of his videos, I think like two or three years back. Um, he has it on his door or on his wall. Done is better than perfect because you will never get it yep. perfect. 100%. And the process is never done. But uh, the, the editing process. So take the shot, get to edit, put it away. You know, look at it maybe two, three years, two, three days later, post it, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, you, you if, if you always thinking about, oh, this could be better, this could be better, 
it's it's a never-ending story and you have to at some point you know put an exclamation point at the end yep yep i always say get it get it to get it to 80 or 90 percent because if you're if you're building a pro whether it's a product or a business or an idea or a photo in our case mm-hmm. like regardless it'll never be to your 100 percent standard like you'll never ever ever get it there because you know, we're people, we're evolving constantly, we're thinking of new things. It'll never be at a hundred. So once you get it to like that 80 or 90%, put it out there in the world and just leave it and go to the next thing, you know? So right. yeah, get it to 80 or 90%. Don't be too overly weird and romantic about like, it needs to be perfect. It needs to be unique. Mm-hmm. It needs to be authentic. Just just do what you feel comfortable, get it to that 80 or 90%, put it out. At some point you get too attached to it and, um, you will temper with it so much that you either will never finish it because you know it's it's such mm-hmm. an emotional investment for you, or you will edit it so heavily that you cannot recognize it anymore from what you had in mind. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, good food for thought. Um, Nate, it's been great talking to you. Tell the audience where to find you and what's going on in your life. Let them know. Yeah, if you guys want want to follow me and support, um, Nate Veets is my handle on pretty much everything. That's N-A-T-E-V as in Victor, I-E-T-Z. I know Veets is like super hard to spell. But yeah, go check me out on Instagram, Twitter, if you want to connect, YouTube, wherever. Um, But yeah, thank you for having me on, Max. I know it's been a long time coming. We've been trying to plan it, but it was fun finally getting to meet you over over zoom call and hopping on the podcast bro i'm a huge fan of what you're doing with the uh, maxwell project so it's been an honor being able to chop it up and have some good talks with you man thank you so much thank you for joining me this won't be the last talk we're having um as we said um during the podcast there will be a second episode to this where we go in live where we see the beautiful faces where we have a chat and interact with with the community um and then uh, yeah we will hit up Good luck to all your business endeavors. Stay healthy. You know, give your daughter a kiss. Give your wife a kiss. And then we talk to each other on the gram. Thank you for listening. This has been episode uh, three, I think, of season number two of the Maxwell Project. And I'm cue that music. <laughs> <laughs>